Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with global thought leader in AI, Manuja Garwal. Originally from India, he was a factory worker who went from $2 a day to the boardrooms of Fortune 500. Today, he is an elite technology consultant and business mentor. Both President Obama and Bill Gates have made special mentions of an education technology that he delivered. He is recognized as one of the top 500 global thought leaders in AI and startups by Brains Magazine. His technology projects have impacted the lives of 10 million people. He's a fascinating man. Enjoy this interview. Well, it's it's great to meet you. And before we get into this, I want to know the last three years with COVID has been quite a thing for all of us. It's worked on all of us in a different way. I'm curious how you survived that time period and how it's changed the way that you live your life and conduct business now. Um, You know, uh, uh Mostly it affected my personal life. Uh, so I, 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 you know, as it, as it has for a lot of people. Um, so I went through a separation, uh, through COVID, but that's a separate story. Professionally, what I found was I have been working remotely since 2001. So it, it didn't really change my world as much, but what I noticed was the world around me changed so much where a lot of people were so resistant to technology, so resistant to working remotely. Um, they were resistant to trust anybody, like n- no deals, whatever signed until you meet them for dinner or lunch and shake their hand, look them in the eye and whatnot. And now people were uh, open to all of that, right? Even so I have done a lot of work in healthcare. And uh, I remember getting into very, very intense discussions about uh, how, why we are not able to do like e-prescriptions or you know visit the doctor on online and there was always like security concern privacy concerns and when covid hit like you know within two weeks like you could pretty much expose yourself to the doctor and uh, over the phone and and you know everything was fine so this uh this resistance was basically not a uh a resistant a real resistance it was just human resistance to change i believe which was overcome by an event like covid so uh, for us who are in technology, we know technology is not evil. Technology is here to help us. But I think that realization came very, very quickly to, uh, you know, people who don't work in technology. That's sort of what changed, in my opinion. So let's get to the heart and soul of what you do. If I put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids, let's say third graders, yeah. one of the kids looks up and asks, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? So I improve lives through technology. That's the bottom line. Like I, I help people learn uh, things faster. I help them heal faster. I help them uh, perform in their business faster. Whatever that te- that problem they are dealing with, uh, as an individual, as a group, as society, we look at technology and say, okay, how can we solve this? And obviously, my area of speciality has become now AI. I've been in AI for about 15 years. I have four patents in artificial intelligence. I was just uh, voted as uh, one of the uh, global thought leaders in AI, uh, top uh, 500 uh, thought leaders in AI. So uh, that is my sort of choice uh, of tool. But that being said, like I have expertise in blockchain, cloud computing, mobile, uh, building infrastructure for large uh, corporations like Microsoft, IBM, working with hundreds of startups. So, you know, I'm a, a community leader at a startup, um, a startup Vancouver, which is a community of about 2,500 startups. So, so basically the idea is to, you know, just open up the, uh, the, the, 
the benefits of technology for everyone and also push technology's boundaries itself to to see what else we can do what innovations we can bring to the to the world so i'm going to flip this around i'm going to put you in the third grade what did you want to be when you were a kid i wanted to be an astronaut nice yeah yeah, yeah. i i love space and even now i love space but then, but then uh, around fifth grade sixth grade i realized how much physics i had to learn <laughs> <laughs> so so i was like okay maybe not Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. always that reality check when you have a dream when you're a kid, but you are doing something very hard that that's very much so like space for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back to your childhood. Tell me where you were born and raised and there's seeds that are always put in us that are planted to become who we are. How did you grow into who you are? How did technology become your focal point? Great question. So yeah, I I was born in uh, in India in a very very small town. Um so you know back then obviously India was developing nation. They have made good progress now. But uh a you know in a small town still not not a lot of opportunities, not a lot of uh, prospects. So I didn't have a good education like a stellar education or anything like that. Started working at 15 uh in a factory for $2 a day. Um 6 days a week, 12 hours a day and that was difficult very difficult life and i wanted to improve my life i wanted to do something better with my life and um one day during lunch hour i was going flipping through some business magazines and i saw uh these stories of these tycoons who have made it big you know made huge corporations and i realized you know uh there's not much difference between them and me as a human being and so that was a seed planted in me to figure out solutions uh to big problems first of all my big problem to change my life and uh, about science and technology like in the factory it was all machines doing the work in a synchronized manner you know producing huge quantities of widgets every day and if one thing breaks the whole assembly line used to stop and so that was the seed planted in me about technology about that synchronized uh, symphony that technology plays in the world that if one thing stops everything stops and then the other thing was how to scale things i mean you can create a masterpiece but you cannot scale creating masterpieces so it's like how do you create really good work with high quality high precision with high scale because um, in that factory we used to produce uh, industrial fasteners and the, these fasteners support bridges buildings large like you know large structures so if they are not precise that puts other people's lives in danger right so 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 the sense of responsibility you feel even with a small nut or or a bolt that goes into large building you know those are the seeds that were planted uh, very early on excellent so in this path that you've had in life who's been a role model or a hero for you Well f- the first role model obviously my 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 dad uh, like uh, you know obviously <laughs> as as a young uh, young blood you sometimes you revolt against the parents but uh, later in life you realize you know the value they were trying to instill in you so my dad um uh, he he actually owned the factory he raised me as a factory worker to show me how difficult life can be and how you have to figure things out on your own and he never supported me never like he said okay you figure it out on your own and so um so at that point i resented it like i i really hated that life and later on 
I realized, you know, what seeds he planted in me. Um, so he was a, you know, it's a love hate relationship I have with my dad, but those are the seeds. And then I've had so many other role models, you know, I've had role models. Like I, I work with some of the biggest names in the world now. Uh, you know, I work with Olympic champions. I work with, uh, Fortune 500 executives and each, each of their stories is, is an inspiration to me. Um, you know, how they have overcome the difficulties, how they have overcome, uh, you know, everybody has a story. And so those stories are a, are a very good teacher for me. I, I think those, if, if I were to point out one thing, those are the stories that, uh, are my role model because I, I now feel that we pick up a little bit of from each story and then each story is a piece of the puzzle in our own life, you know? Yep. It's like a, it's like the sky at night full of stars. All of it just adds up to, you know, universe, you know, yeah, it's great. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, you know, you've, you've been referenced by Bill Gates and Barack Obama, you've met all kinds of interesting people in your life. Is there somebody that is on this planet alive right now that you would love to meet and spend time with? Elon Musk, for sure. Okay. Elon Musk, uh, uh, not for uh, like the glamorous purposes, but I just want to see like his mind works very differently. So I want to yes. ask a few, few crazy questions and, and, uh, see, you know, uh, tap into his mind and see like, okay, you know, how can uh, others adopt similar thinking? Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like uh, a superhuman thinking almost. You know, it's interesting. I've heard people talk about AI getting to a point where, there might be a device that could monitor thoughts from humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So A, do you think that's possible? And how destructive do you think that could possibly be for people? Uh, absolutely possible. It's already here, actually. Uh, there are devices av- available right now who can, um, which can monitor the thoughts of uh, like a, a person in, um, you know, like a para- paralysis and it can help them sort of, Gosh. you know, function. Like they can move the mouse and, and interact with the computer and all that stuff. It's already there. Um, I mean, I mean, medical uh, imaging has already been like, you know, they've been scanning the mind for, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so the eventuality is the fusion of human mind with technology. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And I used to think it, it's like 30 years away, 50 years away, but now I see what's happening. Uh, it's like maybe five years, maybe three years away. Um, yes. so that's the eventuality. Uh, destructive, not at all. N- technology, if we look at, if we look at human evolution, humans have been around for, modern humans have been around for 200,000 years. The thing that has helped us to survive and thrive on this planet is technology. You know, the first, first, uh, entrepreneur or first technologist was the caveman who figured out that instead of killing small animals, I can kill an elephant or a woolly mammoth and I can just lay low for about 30 days. But for that, I need to build technology to, you know, get a lever and push a big rock down a mountain and, and, you know, hit the, hit the big mammal, uh, at the right time at the right place. And, and I'm, I'm good. Right. So, uh, from there onwards, uh, you see the advent of technology. Of course, technology can be used for bad purposes, but. Uh, if we rely on the good of humanity, 95% of people are good. So if 5% of people use technology for bad purpose, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's, uh, I think that's the ingredient we need for growth anyways. Like, you know, if everything was good, you know, species as, as a species, I find humans are also lazy. Um, so if there is no, 
uh, impetus for growth or or you know to change things we'll will just be you know chilling out in our caves right now and uh, not uh, doing much of uh, growth status quo for sure so you know you're a wise person you've been around a lot and i'm curious if you were to have a dream tonight and run into a younger version a 20 year old version of yourself and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on what you've lived through and the wisdom you've gained what would you tell that young version what i'll tell them is like everything is going to be fine you know everything is going to be okay there's no need to be anxious there's no need to have negative thoughts they, you know if somebody like somebody says you are not good enough you, you this is their perspective and you don't need to get you know triggered by it you don't need to respond to it you can just smile and say okay you know that's your perspective i respect it thanks a lot and move on so as a highly driven person as you are you know there there's so much that you've accomplished in your life what is a daily motivator we get out of bed we have these things that keep us awake and propel us forward what is that for you what's been a consistent motivator for you um you know uplifting humanity like i as, as i said like i come from nothing and now i see where i have reached and i see so many other people with so much more potential and they are uh, like bottled up by society by their upbringing their like whatever like you know millions millions of problems so my uh, my drive is to unlock all that hidden potential in people like it's like waiting to be discovered and my personal mission in life is to help 20 people win the nobel prize that's wonderful you know as as obviously a brilliant thinker as you are art's a big part of who we are and i'm curious what was that book that painting that music what was the art early on in your life that really made you like opened up portals to you and made you think in a different way um so art you know i i appreciate art but i will say what really shifted my mindset was listening to uh some some people call them spiritual gurus or you know like uh, you know th- those type of people but uh, really it was not religion it was not like spirituality but just realizing the power of the mind like if you start thinking positively if you start to like really hone in and say okay this is what i want to do no matter what come hell or high water i'm just going to do it um uh that's what shifted uh my uh, my trajectory most and once you realize that the mind is so powerful then you start to venture into all these other areas like art now you know i visited the uh, uh louvre museum last month uh, and saw mona lisa and bunch of other paintings i was like so inspiring so you know like like those painters uh probably spent 5 years of their lifetime making that painting but they are like now remembered for centuries so they have become immortal um but that spark was that you know i'm not going to just wing it i'm not going to just like you know just make a painting and say oh you know i'm i'm a painter now but i'm going to look at each and every detail of this painting the shade and the, the brush strokes and the and i'm going to like really get into i i will become the painting you know and that's uh, yeah that you know it's interesting you talk about opening up your mind i remember one time i had a i'm i'm a visual artist and i had a garage sale so i would people would come and get paintings and they would just donate money and i remember a guy came by at one point and i had a weeping willow in my front yard and he did too and he manicured it he gave it a really nice bob and we were talking about it well, we got off on a tangent and he talked about how someone he knew or a story he heard somebody overcame cancer by positive thought they opened themselves up 
and chambers into their mind and things they didn't know were possible. And I think about that story a lot with human potential, how we, in certain cases, not all of them, can actually go against the grain of disease that that attacks the human brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody can do it, actually. You know, but it takes a lot of courage, a lot of like uh, persistence. And that's what people lack, I think, you know, because and again, it's not their fault. It's just how we have been conditioned and whatnot. And that's what drives me to to help them using technology to open up their mind and open up, uh, you know, because because we can only listen to so many positive thoughts, only like, you know, people don't want to don't want to be lectured they want systems they want frameworks they want results right and uh, and uh, technology can make it easier for them so of all of the things that you've seen and accomplished in your life what are you the proudest of um uh well i'm proud of my kids uh i'm proud uh of uh, who they are becoming i'm proud of the uh, 10 million lives that I have been able to impact and improve their lives. Um, I'm proud uh, of, uh, I mean, you know, there's so many ups and downs. You, you go through life. Uh, every new, uh, avenue that opens up is like, Oh, I didn't realize that's what's going to happen. But if I were to say that, like, you know, we've helped millions of students get better education through the systems we built through AI, uh, uh, you know, AI algorithms we built, we, we helped so many people not drop out of their university courses. And somewhere uh, along the line, even one single life impacted, I'm proud of that. And, and we have impacted so many. So I will just say like imp- that impact of what it will do for the future generations, how it will help humanity thrive. You know, that's something to be proud of. So of all of the things that you have done and accomplished, what's been the best success story, a fan letter, something that stands out? Um, definitely the project that we did for uh, university, which basically was an AI platform to help students not drop out of the university courses. And uh, that's a big problem. Uh, 30% of the students drop out uh, in the first two years. And that program got uh, recognized by Obama and Bill Gates. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, like g- getting, getting these uh, endorsements from some of the most powerful people in the world, some of the smartest people in the world, like uh, there was, I could, I, I mean, that was like a, you know, I could not even imagine, uh, yeah. that was possible. Yeah. So of all of the people that exist in your life, we all have certain pockets of people that we deal with family, friends, colleagues, clients. They all have a perception of who we are, but you drive the bus. You're in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um. Well, I still think I am the same uh, person who used to work in that factory trying to figure things out. Now the problems have become bigger. The resources are bigger. Um, uh, you know, people who can help me. Uh, there are more people who can help me. But it's the same mind of, you know, this is a big problem. How do I solve it? You know, how do I get to the next uh, step? Uh, so, yeah. That's wonderful. If anyone out there wants to learn more about you and what you're doing and really tap in deeper into everything revolving around your world, where can they go on the web? So they can uh, just go to my website, Manoj Agarwal. So it's my first name, dot, uh, first name and last name dot com. Or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um and tell me that they heard me on this podcast and uh, you know i'll be happy to 
uh, solve any of their problems. I love it. This is great. I, I totally love the, the the modern thinking, the AI machine. It's fascinating. I actually have been dabbling in with the AI art, and it's crazy the kind of things that come up and that are generated. And it really, I've I've heard more about AI lately than I than I have in a long, long time, and it's really getting more prevalent. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you for making the world a better place. You're a fascinating cat. Thank you for your time, and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.